ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there, or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below, and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. Last week's Q&A, Nice Max said, Night game is horrible for me. Opening sets terrified me and guys that are bigger than me might try to fight me. I feel this is all in my head, question mark. Uh, how, have you ever been amogged before? And uh, how to handle that. Let me see how to handle that. So where do we begin? Well, we'll begin with this by just providing a little bit of context as to, for those of you that are like, what the fuck is an amog? Well, the literal definition of an AMOG and what that stands for is alpha male of the group. Now, that is not actually accurate. Like, if you were to take that literally, it's not a literal translation. When we say AMOGging, or if you're, when he asked me, have you ever been AMOGged before? What that actually means is, has a guy ever tried to come in and actively blow up your set? Actively attempt to tear you down and take your girl away from you? If not one of the two, both of them. That's what the term amogging means. Because if you look at the literal definition of amogging, alpha male of the group, well, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing. But amogging is never used as a positive term. It's never used in the good light. It's always a dick move. And so that's the old school 
PUA pickup lingo uh, from back in the 2000s. What do I, I refer to it nowadays as just clowns. <laughs> I refer to Abox as clouds. And we'll break down uh, for sure tactically in a second how we're going to handle these but just a bit of uh, a bit of painting, a little bit a little bit of visualization here, in which that you're out at the bar, you're out at a club, you're in interaction with a girl, and and I just want to say here that amogging can be done both passively and actively, and there's actually there's a lot of stuff I want to unpack here, so I need to slow myself down before we get on too many tangents. But it can be done both passively and actively. We're going to spend most of our time around guys that are actively going out there to try and fuck up your set. So you're there. You're with, this amazing, you're with this amazing girl, you're with this dime piece, you're in an interaction, and then all of a sudden this absolute clown walks up on you. So that's, that's how I refer to it as. And what is, it, what is the AMOG attempting to do, or the clown attempting to do? For whatever reason, essentially what he's trying to do here is that he's trying to get a reaction out of you. And so we're going to slide around the tactics. We'll go tactics straight up, which is that all an AMOG is is a flame that requires oxygen. He's a flame that requires, uh, he needs to be fed. And the moment you react to an AMOG, you're feeding him. You're providing him with the oxygen. You give him that O2 can and that that lights him up. And this is the whole thing with, you. this is probably going to be a much shorter, much shorter because I can't see any way. Normally, like we, we might dance around a little bit, no dancing around. The best way to handle a guy who's just coming into your interaction, trying to fuck up your set, trying to take the girl away from you is that number one, you do not react. He who cares less wins. He who cares most loses. When this guy rocks up on you, and let's paint it out for visualization here. Let's say that you're in this, you're in this club with this girl, maybe in your outdoor bar area, you're talking to this girl, it's great. And this guy just, he comes up on you. One of the most typical AMOG slash clown moves is that they will rest on your shoulder, especially for shorter guys like me, 5'6", five, 5'7". You got a guy who's slightly taller than you and he's coming in and he's actively trying to fuck up your set, trying to clown on you. He's going to rest his arm on your shoulder and what he's going to do, like, there's different scales. There's obviously, there's a scale of to how aggressive and we will talk about aggressive males as well, how to handle guys that are physically getting aggressive with you. We'll talk about that maybe towards the end. But it's going to be very backhanded. It's going to be very uh, derogatory in the sense that he's going to try and lean on you and what he's going to do is that in order to try and get a reaction out of you, he's going to poke. He's going to poke the bear. And the way that he pokes the bear is that he's going to make these slight comments like, look at this guy. Like you'd be talking to this girl and she's like, hey, we're going to go. Hey, look at this. Would you look at this guy? This guy thinks he's pretty confident, huh? This is the kind of things you'll hear. He'll start just poking at you to see, can I get a reaction out of this guy? And I say, look at this guy's haircut. Look at this guy's shirt. You seeing this guy's shirt right now? It's like, oh, did this guy just... Co-? A really, uh, another very common AMOG clown move is to actively call out what you're trying to do. He's like, is this guy trying to pick you up? Is this guy, this guy right here? This Look at this guy. He's trying so hard, right? Or, you know, I, I'm trying to contain my laughter and I'm trying to get into the AMOG frame of mind because it's so foreign to me. But it's, uh, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious when it's going down. But, oh, by the way, just coming into the chat here for a second. Adi... Uh, it says, I'm still at work, still, I'm still at work stall for an hour, yo, nice smack, yo, welcome in, okay, I, I've got to stop checking these comments, <laughs> I'm not going to check these comments, because if we're going to, we get derailed on the content part of this, but I will just step out, step out here for a second and say, 
Uh, to those of you that are in the live stream right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. Really appreciate that. Drop your comments in. Get your questions ready. Not Today Adventures says, uh, love from Nash. Nashville, baby. Is that is that you, Roy? Is that you, Roy? We'll see. <laughs> Let me know. I only know one guy in Nashville. It could be another guy in Nashville. And uh, yeah, get get your questions ready because we're gonna we're gonna fly into this. So, anyways, coming back, that's what a typical AMOG moves look like. They look like slight jabs. They're trying to poke the bear. They're trying to get a reaction out of you. And I said before that he who cares less wins. It's actually very simple. The tactics to handling a guy who's trying to fuck up your set, trying to take a girl off of you, or just trying to tear you down in general, the number one thing to do is not do. The best way to handle him is by not feeding his flame by then reacting. So if he leans on your shoulder, don't act over trying to go, dude, get off me, or, do, or try and physically get into an altercation with him. No, because now listen, girls love this. Girls love to see and that you can actually now turn a guy who's trying to aim or clown you into your advantage, right? Because it's a test of frame. And when I said before that he who reacts first or he who cares most loses, that's just a test of frame. Who cares more here? Does the guy, which from the female's point of view, does the guy that I was just interacting with, does he react to this outwardly dick head move, this dick guy coming in he's trying to clown on him? Does he react and get uncentered? Does he try and get into physical altercation when it's not really necessary? Does, when he says like, oh, you seen this? Is this guy trying to pick you up? Was this guy, did he just kind of come up to you? Oh, yeah, this guy's a bit of a loser, right? Or this, look at this guy's shirt. Look at this guy's haircut. Whatever he's going to say. Do you react to that? Because the moment you do, you've lost. The moment you react to one of his little poke the bears, one of his little jabs, that's it. You lose. Because at that point, you've shown who cares more. And that's all the girl is judging on in terms of criteria of success and criteria of judgment of who here is the stronger masculine being, the one who cares most. And this is where I want to dive back to the literal, what I was talking about, the literal definition of AMOG, alpha male of the group, and how that is not indicative and that does not reflect what we mean by AMOGging because a true alpha male of the group would never do this. All the alphas I've ever been around, or all the true men I've ever been around, especially the leaders, none of them will ever go out of their way to attempt to tear someone else down to make themselves look better. That is not a true alpha move. That is a clown move. That is an amogging move from a guy that, that does not have the internal generation to stand on his own two feet. A true alpha male and a true alpha being with that true alpha masculinity does not require your oxygen to pump himself up. No, he's good. He's good on his own. And we will talk about springboarding. I will talk about springboarding because that's original bowl. That's an original Adam term that you'll never hear from anyone else. And uh, I have mentioned it before in other podcasts. I think it's uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. It's very dangerous. Must be used. Must be used in in careful hands. We'll talk about what springboarding means because it's actually the very opposite of a mogging. Yet to a overwhelmed confused newbie springboarding can look very similar to a mogging but they're actually the complete opposite so tactical tips here to nice mac who's asking how you handle the amog first point never react never react if he comes up he leans you on your shoulder listen you can brush his hand to the side but don't get into a physical altercation with him right if he uh when, and this is one of the best conversationally now. Now when he starts to make his jabs 
and starts to try and make these little slight-handed comments of, oh, say that he goes with, oh, look at this guy's, uh, look at this guy's haircut, or look at this guy trying so hard. Isn't he funny? That's a typical Amog clown move. And the moment he does that, instead of you going, oh, what do you th- who do you think you are? Or, or why would you say that, bro? Why would you say that? Or are you, try- are you trying to be a dick, bro? Instead of reacting like that, anytime you try and react, that's lighting him up. That's feeding his flame. He's going he's gonna to get off on that. You don't want to let him get off. All you have to do is silence. Silence. If, he, if I'm standing there with my dime piece, this guy rocks up, and he comes up to me and he's just like, oh, what's going on, guys? Like, oh, is, is, this guy, is this guy kind of bothering you? Is this guy trying to pick you up? Anyways, so what was that thing you were talking about with your friend going to the, the Caribbean? You guys were traveling? Back to the girl. So he's going to be felt on silence, left on silence. Now who looks like the dick? If you don't give an AMOG oxygen, he only appears foolish. He looks like a clown. That's why I don't, I don't use the term A-mogging. I'm only using it to ref, because uh, Nice Smack uh, used that term and it's an old uh, pickup lingo and it's, some, it's, it's re- relating to you guys. But the way that I refer to it as is clowning because he's just a clown. I just look at him as a clown is that, and what does a clown need? A clown needs laughs. A clown needs reactions. A clown is only funny and is only as funny as the reaction he receives. If a clown receives no reaction and no laughs, a clown looks pretty sad. A clown looks pretty depressing, actually. And that's what happens. So when, a, when this guy, this dick trying to rocks up and tries to crash your set, try, and we will start to talk about a couple individual case stories, one in particular that uh, I have to be uh, careful with, with names and cities. But, but just this is, the, this is the crux of it. You leave him on silence and you get back to your interaction with the girl. Now, most amogs, most clowns, will receive that silence and that will actually inflame them just a little bit more. But you thought, Adam, I thought that would cut it. I thought that would take the oxygen for, away from them. Yes, in the long run, but most, but most AMOGs and most clowns have a few rounds in the chamber. They, they will receive that silence, like, unless they're, unless they're a really shitty AMOG or they're doing, or they're just, you know, they have got not much, uh, not, many, not much balls underneath their sack they will probably give up maybe three times in. So expect a couple rounds to come at you. So comes at me, I'm with this girl. It's like, look at this guy. Is he trying to pick up this? He's trying to pick you up right now. Look at this funny little guy right here. Give him the silence. Back to the girl. Anyways, so you tell me about the Caribbean. What was that time with your friend like? Now, when he receives that silence, what's most going to happen? He's going to be like, what the fuck? Did this, did this guy just not hear me? Or oh, I'll go a little harder. So he's going to try and go a little harder on you. So he might... He'll step it up a little bit more and might be even try to impose himself more physically now. Might try and even push you out of the way slightly. Like try and front up with the girl. If you guys are the girl, I'm here and he's off on the 45 here. He might try and even come in like literally next to you and just put his arm around you. Not even just on your shoulder now, but put his arm around you. That's a typical clown AMOG move, right? He's just going to try and step it up a little bit more. In that case... Number one principle, do not react. Do not feed his flame. Do not give him any oxygen. Do not give the clown any laughs. Do not react. The moment you do that, and what is this showing the girl? Who cares most? Who cares less? Whoever cares less wins. So if you show again, he makes another step, and you don't react. And he's just showing that in the absence of your reaction, 
the spotlight is now on him and he just looks so foolish. He just looks like a clown. He's just trying to entertain here. He's the core jester. And there's no substance behind what he's saying. And it becomes very obvious at that point to the girl what's going on here. And not only that, and this is what I talked about before, which is that I love it when a guy tries to clown on me, tries to amog on me, because now you can turn it into your advantage. If you can really stand up and not react to this dude who's trying to crash your set, take your girl away from you, you don't react and you show that you care less, it makes you so much more attractive because now the girl has the evidence of comparison and she has, she has a, uh, she has these evidence, well, evidence was the word, but there's something else I was looking for, the demonstration. We're going on here. She has the demonstration of comparison in which that you, you may have been doing the very best of your 50, providing a nice, strong, masculine frame, direct, congruent, and authentic with her prior to this Amog clown coming in. But now that the Amog clown has come in and you've showed that you care less, she has something to compare off of, which is what we're going to talk about springboarding in a second. She has something to compare off of. And if you can stand strong, hold that frame, and now, in the absence of your reaction, and you've just shown that, well, listen, dude, you're a bit of a clown. And you didn't even have to say that. All you had to do was say nothing, get back to her, get back to the interaction. And you've just got this guy who's just kind of like a little, he, he, he's, over, he's belittled himself now. He's actually lowered his own value, which is why when we say amogging, it's never used in a positive term. Because no true alpha male would ever try and tear down another alpha male in order to pump himself up. That's not how alpha males operate. That's not how leaders and men operate. No, we have our own internal generation in which that alpha flame is already stoked. We don't need to go around tearing down other people. It's pseudo, I guess you could call it, pseudo alpha males. It's it's not even an accurate term. Like That's what they're presenting as. But it's clowns. That's the best way of saying it. It's just clouds. It's clouds going around thinking that that if they can, if they can, uh, if they can find, it's almost like they're, they're playing Russian roulette to a certain degree, which is that they're hoping they stumble across a springboard situation, but it's still not springboard because I'll get to that. I know we're honey dicking that term. It's a very exciting term. I fucking love it. I light up with it. But it's not actually springboarding. What they're hoping to do is that. These amogs, these clowns are hoping that they stumble across an interaction in which that, oh, here's a guy who doesn't know how to hold his frame. Here's a guy who's weak. Now, I talked before about passive and active ways of amogging. And I talked about, and this is it, this is the active way I was talking about before. But, and, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm going to skip something really important here, which is I talked about your reaction about how you lose the moment you react. Now, the way that you react can manifest in two ways. This is very important. So dial in here. One way of reacting is the way I talked about before, which is that you get inflamed and that he puts his arm on your shoulder, you try and fight him. He makes a verbal jab at you, you try and verbal jab back at him, right? No, we don't want any of that. Now, that is just as bad as the passive and submission reaction, which actually I noticed in, I noticed in the in the chat in the last live the Q and A, I noticed when Nice Mac said, 
uh, you know, how do you handle AMOGs? I noticed someone else in the chat attempted to give him guidance, yet it was completely inaccurate. It was incorrect, and I completely disagree with it, and it actually would lead you to what I'm about to talk about. I'm just trying to try and get it out in the comment section here. Um, Adoskimi said, feels, man, happens to me all the time. Uh, here he goes. Yes, it was Adoskimi said to Nice Mac, at Nice Mac, I usually just try to introduce myself and be nice and add them into the conversation. Uh, incorrect. Incorrect. And this is beautiful because this is what I need to steer you away from. Because at the beginning of this Q&A live stream, I talked about the inflamed reaction, which we don't want. We don't never want to react in an inflamed way. But we also don't want to submit. There is a scale there. And what Adoskami was talking about there was submission. Now you lose through submission as well as losing through inflammation. We need to stay in the centered middle way. The centered middle way is by giving them nothing and by draining them of oxygen, starving them of their reaction. If you submit, which is what Adoskami was talking about there, which is now you actually placate. Now you actually submit to them and you realize, and now you take a step back. You take a step down and you try and add them into your conversation when they are outwardly being dicks, being clowns, trying to take the girl off you, trying to crash your set. And now you're like, so maybe he comes in, leans on your shoulder and you're just happy for him to be there. You just let him be there like that. You don't, you know, hey man, keep your space. Not trying to get into a fight, but keep your space. You don't do that. You just, you're happy to have him kind of crowd your space. And when he makes verbal jabs, you actually try and placate and submit to that. You know, he's like, oh, look at this little guy. Like he's, he tried to, he tried to, uh, he tried to play on you. He tried to pick you up. He's trying pretty hard. Look at his haircut. Look at his shirt. And instead, at that point, you're not getting inflamed. So you're not going to try and jab back at him. But the submission guys will go, oh, hey man, you know, like how, how, how are you doing tonight? Or yeah, this, you, you're, you're, you know, come in and have a chat. Yeah, right. Okay. You, know, you just take a step down. And, and even like with the things that he's saying, it's not even that you're trying to verbally joust of him, but you just, you, you take them and you run with them and you go, oh man, no, I was, I just, I thought I'd try this shirt. You know, I thought I'd try this shirt tonight or, you know, like, oh, you know, my, my friend said I should get a haircut and you start submitting. And as Adoskami was saying there to, in the incorrect, what I would deem incorrect advice that he tried to give to Nice Smack, which is that you try and add him to the conversation, incorrect. That is fueling him just as much. When an AMOG comes in and when a clown comes in, he's looking for a reaction in the form of an inflammation or a submission. If he doesn't get the inflammation, but he senses submission, game over. If he, if he senses that this dude with this darn piece and this girl, oh, his, not only is he not going to get inflamed, which is what I would have liked anyway, he, an AMOG loves an inflammation, they love a verbal joust because it shows who cares more, but... If he gets an, an even a, a sense, like a shark with blood in the water, that, oh, this guy is just an absolute, he's submitting left, right, and center. He's not going to, not only is he not going to push back, but he's not even going to stay the middle way. He's actually falling back and trying to add me into the conversation, even when I'm being an outright dick. Oh, that's it. That's it. And when he senses that, that's it. Because the girl now has lost all respect for you. From the female's perspective, what, why is... This guy was good with me before, but now that this dick's come in and he's trying to fool and trying to clown on him and he's trying to, he's approving of that. Not only is he approving of that, he's submitting to it and actually playing into it by trying to bring him into this conversation. Like, that's, what? That, 
And now, so you say, mm, respect goes down, attraction goes down because you didn't hold your frame. In fact, you allowed your frame to be broken. And that through submission gives now, I was talking about before, and this is the final part I'll wrap up on this before we do get to springboarding because it's actually completely different, completely opposite. To this Amog, to this clown, when he senses your submission, when he senses that you're just going to try and be a nice guy about it and just allow and just be this nice, friendly guy and let's all nice be friends. Let's all be friends, right? He senses that. He goes, I'm going to walk all over him. I'm going to walk all over him. He's going to amp up to that. That is more oxygen to his flame. That is going to be more laughs, more reactions to him. And he's going to go harder on you. He's going to screw that nail in harder. He's going to hammer you harder, right? And there's no possible win scenario there. There is no situation, there is no scenario there where you come out looking on top, where you come out with having maintained your value, maintained your frame. Uh, it's just, and here's, here's, a, uh, here's a story for you. Here's a story to paint this in for you because this is real. This is not just me like theoretically talking in the military operation room. No, I broke down an infield where this happened exactly. So let me do this. But just before I do, because we are in the uh, social Q&A live episode 10. Thank you so much for being here, my friends. If you're uh, in the YouTube live stream right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. I really appreciate that. Uh, drop me your comments. We will get to your questions soon enough. I'm going to talk about springboarding after this. It's coming up soon. And uh, you'll love that. You'll fucking love that because that's the right way to come into an interaction. And it's not even amogging at that point, but it is uh, showing a girl who is, uh, who is uh, the man, so to speak. Here, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, drop me your comments down below. Let me know if you're having a good day. And I will just drop into the feed here just to stay engaged with you guys. Uh, oh, shit. We actually got a super chat already. Uh, Aroskimo says, uh, sent in an Australian, $4.49. For the question, thanks. Uh, no worries, my friends. There's a lot of talk in the chat box right now. So I'm not going to get derailed by that, by any of that. I'm just going to say, and because uh, I'd ask me if you, because you did drop your super chat, um, I will come back when we do get to the Q&A part of this stream. If you have any further questions you would like to uh, have, get my further insight on, because that's what the super chat's are there for. Go straight back to the channel. I will dive harder on you. But uh, guys, I'm seeing your comments. I'm seeing your questions. I see you all. Thank you so much for being here. But we're still in the content section of this uh, Q&A, of the social Q&A live. So let me continue on this and we'll get to your stuff. But I'll see you. Oh, the matcha is good. Okay, so. where we're, Oh, yes, I said I was going to give you a real world example and a real, uh, a real, uh, a real, a real, a real fuck you. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> that went down the wrong pipe. A real fuck you in the sense of like, this isn't, I can't believe this happened. I cannot believe this happened. So I mentioned before at the beginning, for those of you that weren't here at the beginning, that this generally speaking, amogging, clowning happens at night. It's very rare that it happens in the day. But I once chatted to one of my clients. I'm not going to mention the city. Let's just say somewhere in the United States. I'm not going to say the city in case, uh, because I know it's a bit of a tight community in that particular city. So I'm just, for an anonymity, uh, for privacy, I will not mention the city. However, I had to, uh, through my Skype coaching, through my uh, relationship with my clients, well, they'll often do is that they'll book a Skype session. They'll send me an infield. I'll break it down in advance. I'll record a video summary. And, you know, we'll break it down over the Skype session. 
So they'll send me the audio. And what happened in this one particular audio, this is one of my uh, very deep clients, someone I've been coaching for quite some time. It was in a mall during the day. Uh, he, uh, I'm not sure if, it, I think it was like maybe the fifth or sixth girl he had met. Stopped her in the mall, typical day game style. And uh, I think he was, I think he was just into qualification. So those know my system, Crash Course, Kick-Ass Day Game, Toolbox of Game, ebook, Bordeaux.com, open, qualification, investment, close. He was somewhere in qualification. So early on get in the interaction. And I'm listening to this on audio. And it's a normal interaction. Girls loving it. It's a good time. And all of a sudden, I hear this guy come into the interaction. Now, I don't remember it word for word, but I do remember that the gist of what he had come in with, this other guy had come into this interaction and said, hey, is this guy... Uh, no, no, he didn't directly say it to the girl <coughs> at first. He comes into the interaction and he says to my guy, hey, man, are you doing day game? Is, is, this, is this a day game? Is this, is this a set? I'm not sure if this is the exact words, but this was the gist of what he was saying. I would have to dive into my archives. But this was just what he was saying, which is that he was... He was amogging him. He was clowning on him. He was attempting to crash this guy's, my guy's interaction and, and uh, belittle him. And so he's coming in and saying, hey, is this, is this day game? Is this guy running interaction with you? And then I remember he then directly said to the girl, oh, did this guy just like kind of come up and stop you? Or did you guys, how did you guys meet? How did you guys know each other? That's right. Shout out to me if you're listening to this right now. That's right. I remember he said, he said to the girl, "How did you, how did you guys meet each other? Was this a was this a cold interaction?" And he was like, he's like trying to dance around, but he knows, like he knows what's going on. And he continues to stay in this interaction. And my client didn't know what to do. And this is what I was talking about before with where <clears throat> Adoskimi's advice to Nice Mac in the previous uh, live chat, why when he said I just tried to be nice and add them to the conversation, <clears throat> incorrect. That's submission. And so, like I said before, when you get a name or coming in your interaction, trying to clown on you, you either react in the form of inflammation or submission. Both are just as bad as each other. So what B did was that he submitted. He allowed this guy to stay in the interaction and not only allowed him to stay in the interaction, gave him all the power. And it was one of the most, I said to B, it was one of the most shameful, disgraceful betrayals of alpha masculinity and betrayals of trust the woman had placed in you because the interaction was going great before that and then when this guy came in and started to you know shake him test him hey, how did you guys meet how did you guys come into this he knows full well how he came into this he knows all about day game he knows full well he's testing to see whether my client will be able to hold his frame he didn't his frame completely broke and uh and what happened was the guy then turned his attention to the girl he started trying to qualify the girl started throwing jabs at the girl and instead of my client taking control back of the interaction and just staying within himself and like hey progress with this interaction as i mentioned before don't feed this guy don't feed him just stay with this interaction instead of doing that he went silent and knowing and silent was even kind of helping him to a certain degree if i remember correctly but very much just submitting submitting to this dick who had just come in and allowed him to take control of the interaction just by being the nice Mr. Nice Guy, okay? And what was amazing about this, well, amazing if, you don't, if you're not a coach, was that if you guys could hear it, is that the girl was starting to become more attracted to him now. Even though, even though he didn't start this interaction, even though, how? How could this be? 
How could this be? Because it's the dark side of springboarding. And we will get to that in a second. But what's happening here is what I mentioned before. Through the demonstration of comparison. The guy, my client, submitted. He broke his frame. And now that this guy is providing some form of frame, it wasn't even that good. I remember this guy was not some magician. He was not a coach. He was not, uh, he was, his skill set was not that great. And I'll paint the end of the story to show you how. Because he didn't know how to close it. But, you know, but he was doing enough through qualification to have her attention on him, to have her uh, starting to buy into him. And just through the lack of frame, because he had crushed my client in this uh, audio and feel that I'm listening to, that she's now more attracted to him. And you can feel it. You can feel her become more attracted to him. She's biting on her on his qualification. And so... And so the way, and so I'll wrap up the story by saying that the reason why this guy was not, uh, if this guy was fully developed, he could have literally taken the girl physically off of him and just gone on an instant date because my client completely submitted. Now, my client, through the process of this guy not knowing the full play and how to close it, he, he kind of burnt himself out and he, and I'm, he just kind of peaced out. And actually, I think my client eventually, like minutes and minutes later, said, "Oh well, anyways, let's let's. I was going to go over this way. Let's let's go this way." And he's kind of moved the girl off to the side after, just purely because the amor or the clown just wasn't willing to cl- or didn't know how to close it. But I remember saying to my client that if that had been me or if that had been anyone who knew how to close an interaction properly, that girl's gone. That girl, that guy would have taken the girl off of you. And uh, so this is abysmal. This is absolute, this is shameful. We can, ne- can never allow this to happen again. And so I gave him the, uh, the advice on that. But basically where I wanted to go with this story and wrapping this back up was that when an A. Morgan a clown comes in on your set, tries to tear the girl off of you, tries to tear you down, right? Number one, do not react in the form of inflammation in terms of trying to fight him either physically or verbally. No, give him nothing. Take his oxygen away. Give him silence, he who cares less wins, okay? On the other flip side, do not submit. Do not go down to the other scale in which that you now dive into the depths of the Mr. Nice Guy. Try and add him to the conversation, trying to approve of his dickheadedness and his clowning. No, just give him silence. Give him nothing. Because either, because through submission or through inflammation, you show that you aren't willing to hold your frame. That's it there, baby. That's it. Now, ah, oh, I was, that was a client, that was a springboarding. Okay, springboarding. Springboarding because I've honey dicked enough. Yes. This, I, I feel like I want to do an entire podcast. There's so much more I want to talk about because there's one night game example of when I got, of one of my favorite, all time favorite AMOG stories, clown stories that I've talked about before. I told you I was going to have to be careful with names and cities. Okay, let me go springboarding first. I'll go springboarding first. And for those of you in the live stream, I see you there. I thank you all for being here. Drop me a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. If you're listening to this on the podcast, Bottled Your Podcast, uh, drop me some feedback in post as well on the uh, YouTube. I love your feedback. Drop me comments. It all helps. We will get to your questions soon enough, but this is really important shit. Uh, This is very important shit. So springboarding, I talked about this before. This is a bowl original. This is an Adam original. You'll never hear this anywhere else because it's literally my own brainchild. 
what springboarding is, and I mentioned it before, and why I just I just wanted to mention it quickly, is that it can appear like amogging, like clowning, but it's actually the complete opposite. It's just that that's why I want to just provide clarity around what springboarding is, because for the overwhelmed newbie who goes out tonight, who goes out Saturday, Saturday night, and has an extremely dominant alpha male presence come in on his interaction, he might interpret that as being amogged, as being clowned on, but actually it's not what's happening. Now, what springboarding is, very simply, is what the best way for me to explain it is by giving painting the example. So let's say I go out tonight. Let's say uh, let's say we're in Melbourne tonight. Let's say we hit up ABCs for the first uh, ten to, first couple of hours. It's a great. I know a lot of guys can relate to that that venue if you're from Melbourne. Uh, a lot of guys start there. It's a very heavy guys that are in cold approach, guys that are in pickup. Most if you're in Melbourne on any given Friday or Saturday night, a lot of guys start there at ABCs on the corner of uh, Swanston and is it Latrobe? Yeah, corner of Swanston and Latrobe, <clears throat> just opposite the State Library. There's a lot of guys that know Cold Approach start there because it's a very uh, welcoming, friendly environment. A lot of girls start their nights there as well. So, And you can kind of get your goose loose there. So let's say you go down there tonight. And let's say that I, I'm out with a few of my lads, say so we're having a good time, uh, we're, we're talking to everyone, and I happen to notice that, oh, in the corner of the open bar section, like past the dance floor, oh, there's this, uh, I notice there's, there's a guy who's a bit of a noob. Bit of a noob. He's a, let's say he's 12 to 3 in the clock phase. I can see that he's pretty nervous. He's pretty anxious. He's just trying to get into this interaction with these girls. And he's very stiff. He's very stiff with his body language. And, you know, he's kind of hanging off the side, hanging off the table. He's not loose yet. His goose is not loose. And so this is where springboarding comes in. Now, the reason why I have to paint this, and I said before, it's a very dangerous and it's very dangerous because it can be taken in the wrong way and in the wrong hands can be used in a very dark way. So I'm just going to paint it out here and you do what you will. If you're going to be a dick, okay. Okay, well, I guess you're going to probably work that out anyway. But that's not what I use it for. And this is how I'll paint the difference between dickhead clowns and dickhead amogging and true alpha male behavior and true competition. This is the difference. I just want to paint it out. So you got this, you got this newbie who's struggling. He's very stiff. And he's with these dime pieces that say he's gone up on a group of four or five girls. It took everything for him to even get into this interaction. <clears throat> and now that he's in the interaction, you know, he's kind of just surviving. He's not thriving. He's just surviving. And that these girls, they're happy for him to be there because he's just a bit of a nice guy. He's, he's doing his best. The girls can see. He's just doing his best. And they're happy to, you know, have a little nice chat with him. And so I see this. And as a guy who's full circle, has a full control and full command of his skill set, I can recognize this as a situation in which springboarding can be had. So what I can do here and what springboarding is, is that I can go into this interaction and not actively attempt to tear him down. I'm not going to go in there, lean on him, put my arm around him, try and belittle him, try to get a reaction out of him. None of that. I'm not even really going to address him that much. I might say, hey... But what I'm going to do is that I'm just going to join their interaction. And through the, through the act of me joining their interaction, passively, not, I'm not actively attempting to take these girls off of him. 
I'm not actively attempting to blow him out. Not at all. All I'm doing is I'm coming into this interaction, and as I said before, through the process of demonstration of comparison, these girls now have a clear comparison. So they might have even been a little bit interested in this guy beforehand. Let's say that he was even of these five dime pieces. Maybe one of them was, in, was starting to feel him a little bit more. And I come in though. And this guy's 12 to 3 on the clock face. He's just doing his best. And I come in. I'm loose. I'm full circle. And I come in. And I, abs- and I just do what I, I just do me. Provide that direct, congruent, authentic vibe. Come in. And I come in with a much, much more intense level of masculinity. I come in with a much more intense level of masculine frame. Just through the process of comparison that this girl now sees the difference, just the gap, just the the sheer chasm between where the guy she was initially with and this guy now who's just come in, or this is like leagues apart. It's leagues apart. And just through comparison, this girl now becomes more attracted to me. <coughs> this happens all the fucking time. It happens in the day with my clients when I'm on boot camp and I meet the girls that they're on instant dates with. I've talked about this before. But maybe we'll paint that out a little bit. If you guys want to know more about that, just drop me in the comments because this might get a little bit long. But I'll stay here with the night. But at night, this happens frequently, which is that and it'll happen with my own wings or happen with my own clients at night in particular or just guys that I know. They might not even be my clients, but guys that I just know in the venue or that know me and I go into their interaction. Let's say they've got four or five girls there and they were just like, they thought it was a good thing. They thought it would be a good thing to have Adam to come in and help wing him, right? To help come in and help him out with these girls. And even through me not actively trying to tear him down or try and blow him out, None of that, just by my presence and me doing me, all of a sudden the girl he was interacting with and was actually attracted to him now becomes more attracted to me. And guys, this has happened. This is not because Adam's special. No, this has happened to me many times. When I was when I was coming up, when I was going out, Matt and Roy for sure, uh, particularly with Matt, which is that if Matt would come into one of my interactions with a few girls. All of a sudden, I'll notice that Matt wasn't, he would just be there and the girls would just, oh, inter- attention's on Matt now, just because he was stronger than me, just because he's much further ahead of me. His skill set was much more developed, his frame much stronger, masculinity much stronger. And it's like, I've been doing the very best I could, but through the sheer demonstration of comparison that the girls now see, and that's what I mean by springboarding. That's why this is springboarding. The springboard is that. If you enter an interaction with a guy who is not as developed as you, not as strong as you, now you have him as a springboard that you had to do almost nothing. You did almost nothing actively other than walk up and just say, hey, (laughs) and just interact. Just say, hey, what's going on tonight, guys? And you literally just make eye contact. And a lot of the times, just because you provide a woman with a much stronger level of masculine eye contact than he was ever ever doing, the girl just now like onto you, onto you, and it's it's scary, it's scary, and what's I guess even scary about it is that now the overwhelmed newbie would some of them do perceive this as being a mod, but it's not, and they're not being clowned because you did I didn't try that I didn't try to go in I didn't 
I didn't set out to take the girl off of him. I just came in to say, hey. But through the sheer comparison, and she gets, she just gets to see, oh, this guy's on a completely different level. I want to be with this guy now. I want to talk to this guy now. Hey, hey, let me switch out here. And that's what I mean by springboarding. And so now, obviously, you can take this and you can do dark things with this, of course, which is what I said before. I never do that, though. I oh, Only with the closest of closest wings, which we are attempting, and we have a mutual agreement that tonight we are going to attempt to fuck each other's sets up and try and, and try and springboard off each other. That's a completely different thing. That's something where I would do that with my wings and it's a good bit of fun because we know it's an agreement between each other. But if you go out tonight and you see a guy in the bar, in the club, who is struggling or he's new and he's 12 to 3 or he's 3 to 6 on the clock face of the journey and you're further ahead of him, and you know that just by the very presence of you going into this interaction, like all the time, this happens with my clients, <coughs> clients at night, all the time, where it's where I need to stay out of the interaction to give them the best chance possible. Because if I enter it just by my presence, the girl will become disinterested in him and become interested in me. Not because I did anything amazing, but because she gets to see the very difference in journey and skill set between my guy and where I'm at. So if you see that tonight, obviously there's an opportunity presented. And this is a thing that I guess I'm speaking more to guys that are 6 to 12 who have conscious competence. You can get a little bit dark with this because you can, you can see it very clearly. It's very obvious when a guy is very new to this and he's just kind of struggling and like, oh, here's a... I can springboard off this guy. If I just walk up with this interaction, these girls will lose all their attraction to him and just magnet onto me purely because I just stepped up. Not because I tried to tear him down, which I talked about before at the beginning of this. Not because I was aimogging him. Not because I was clowning on him. Now, the reason why I say this can get a little dark is because it's, it's fair, but it's not fair. It's fair, but it's not fair. It's like... It's true competition. And this is what I said before, and this is where I'll wrap this point up and I will dive into the Q&A, which is that the way I said before how you can tell the difference between amogging and clowning and actual competition and true alpha males that come in and just are just doing them. This is the difference. Springboard, and I said that springboarding is the complete opposite of amogging and clowning is because, yeah, when you're springboarding, it's not an active attempt to try and fuck someone else's set up. It's not an active attempt to try and tear them down. That's why it's it's just pure competition. It's like, let the girl decide. It's just let the girl decide. Who is she more attracted to? The only thing I'll say here is what I said is it can get a little bit dark is when you actively seek these opportunities and you, and you pray. It's preying on the weak, I guess you could say, which that's definitely a component of amogging. It's just that it's not... It doesn't have the active component of you attempting to tear the weak down. It's just you seeing the weak, the underdeveloped, and seeing the opportunity for what it is, easy picking, so to speak, a springboard in which that, oh, there's not, I don't actually have to do a lot of work in this interaction because if I just get next to a guy who's not as fully developed as me, the girl will then see that and just, it's just, it happens again and again, again and again. The girl will immediately be completely transitioned to you 
and yeah, and it's it's a it's a reliable technique. It's a reliable and technique. That's the wrong word. It's it's just competition. It's just competition, and it's a competition I'm okay with. It's a competition I'm okay with. It's just that I have a lot of empathy. I I don't do it as often as I used to when I was coming up. When I was coming up and I was entering competence, uh, conscious competence, six to twelve, I would see these opportunities all the time, and I'll take them. If I could see a guy who is struggling with a girl or two girls or three girls, I would just enter that interaction, just been just been at him. I've just been a nice guy, nice guy, been a good guy. Right? Not trying to fuck him up, not trying to fuck his setup, not trying to be little, not trying to get her out. Nope, none of that. I would just introduce him to my, and say, "Hey guys, what's going on tonight?" And just take the lead. And then I, but I knew that because he was not willing to hold his frame, he's not developed yet. That's it. He's that's, it's inadvertently going to blow him out just because the girls will, onto me. When I was much, when I was much younger, I would do this actively because springboarding, it's easy. It's it becomes very easy at that point. Now that I'm a coach, I realize that I don't I don't do it that often anymore. In fact, I try not to do it. Because I understand where that guy's coming from. And yes, it's a good lesson. Listen, we all need to be springboarded off. I used to get springboarded off. When I was coming up, Matt used to springboard off me. And it was, I'll never get angry at him for it, because it is what it is. He was a much more developed alpha masculine being at that point. The girl wants that more, so fair play to him. He won, right? He won. And there was nothing more I could do, so fuck it, right? There's nothing more I can do. Move on. Next interaction. That's the competition, right? And that's what it is at night. It's a competition. And so, but there's no bad blood because he wasn't trying to tear me down. And so now being a coach, I have a lot of empathy for these guys that are struggling. So this is what I'll say to you guys. This is the last thing I'll say before we get into the Q&A. If you see guys out there, please just have a little empathy. Give them some time. And I remember when I've spoken... I did a whole podcast on how to deal with AMOGs and I talked about springboarding in that. This is my play now. Give them some time. If you see a guy who's struggling, a newbie out there tonight, he's struggling with these girls and you recognize the opportunity, oh, I could springboard off this guy, please just give him some time. Give him five minutes. Give him five minutes. And this is the fucked up thing that we used to do with our wigs, uh, what I used to do, but I was like covered up. Fucked up in a good way. But I finished that point. Just give them some time. Give them five minutes. Give him some time to try and demonstrate and get his goose loose. Because you don't know where he's at in the night. You don't know if he just rocked up, if he's just getting his just getting his wings out. So give him some time to try and level up and provide and form a real strong interaction with this girl. But past five minutes, if he still can't get it done with these girls... Okay, you can springboard. Okay, you can come in. Now, I'm not, not, not AMOG, not, not clowning. Don't tear him down. Just go in, introduce yourself to the interaction, do your very best, and see what's happening. Okay, and then that right there, now it's just a competition. Now it's just the girl's going to decide. Okay, and what I said there, the, the final thing I said there was the, the fucked up thing about it, was that what I said before, that if you have an active agreement with your wings that you're going to try and springboard, is that we would actively set timers, we would actively set timers in which that you say, oh boy, this is rough. It's rough. So I don't recommend doing it. Should I even tell you about it? <laughs> I've spoken about it before, so I better, I should probably just say it now, which is that, 
You can even do it with your wing, which is that, hey, I'm gonna give you a minute. If you can't shore up this interaction in a minute, I'm coming in. That's one way between your wings. Or you and your wings look at an interaction that could be springboarded and you say, we're gonna give this guy 30 seconds. We're gonna give this guy one minute, then we're going in. Not to amog him, not to clown him, but just a springboard. So do what you will, but I've said it. I've said it what it is. And so now you guys know. Now you guys know the difference between what amogging and what clowning is. <coughs> you know what it means now. You know how to react uh, the correct way, which is not even reacting. It's responding. Do not feed the flame. Do not give them oxygen, right? He who cares less wins. And that, my friends, wraps up the content section on this amogging, on this uh, how to... Oh, yeah, I was going to say um, the other part of this was how to handle aggressive males. Listen, very simply, it's uh, episode four of One Piece. This is the fight of the... Is that all you need to know about handling aggressive males, at, particularly at night, is episode four of One Piece. When they flash back, it's roughly around six minutes into the episode where they flash back to when Luffy is a kid and he and it's the first time we see an interaction with him and uh, red hair Shanks with Shanks and this like uh, this uh, absolute dick bandit walks into the bar smashes his beer bottle spears, spills beer all over him he's an absolute dick and Shanks doesn't respond at all basically go watch that and you will learn everything you need to know about how to respond to guys that are being actively aggressive towards you in that situation how do I know that it's episode four at six minutes? Because I was I looked it up before this because it's something I wanted to talk about. But we're getting a little long on this and I want to get into your questions. If you guys want to know more about that, I mean, just drop a question. I will talk more about that in the chat. But episode four, One Piece, six minutes in, how Shanks handles that bandit, that that dick coming in who's, who, uh, who's looking for a fight, essentially. Uh that's how true alpha males handle that. Basically, the principle behind it is that, yeah, you don't react, right? And if he's trying to look, he's trying to instigate a physical fight beyond beyond him physically engaging you into a real a real fight, an interaction, let it go. Let it go. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to get into a fight with someone, especially at night. Too much shit can go down. Knives can get pulled. Guns can get pulled. And uh, you can get criminal record yourself. So it's not worth it. Basically, the whole principle behind what Shanks teaches you is that it's not worth it and that a true, truly grounded alpha masculine being is good. He doesn't need to prove his self-worth by getting into a fight with anyone. Okay? So let, let that be that. If you want to know more, I mean, just ask me a question, but check it out. It's, uh, it's worth it for sure. So um, let's go. Let's go. Social Q&A live stream. Now, let me just see... Where we're at. Let's see where we're at here. We are... <laughs> uh, we are almost... Uh, it's almost like this turned into a repeat of last week. Where last week we did like a whole hour podcast at the beginning. This is close. This is like 50 min some. But it's important. It's important. Um, important shit. I do my best to try and keep a tactical and sharp, but hey, listen, this is what it is. Give you guys as much value as I can. So we're going to dive into the social Q&A. We've got about 35 minutes, 30 minutes or so to get as many of your questions in. The uh, super chat is available, and I want to dive back to uh, Adoskimi's uh, super chat there. If he had a further question, I will answer that first. 
Anything you guys donate through Super Chat goes straight back to the channel uh, to supporting the Bull Dojo, your brick in the dojo. If you guys in this channel, drop me a thumbs up. would really appreciate that. And uh, get your cues in. And also, by the way, the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter. It's free this right, right today, 3.20 p.m. Get your slip. It's a quick sip of social dynamics, all the cool shit I'm exploring. And just head to balldojo.com, drop your email in, and you'll get this week's uh, dish. So without further ado, we're going to get into these questions. Holy shit, this is a great sesh. So, oh yeah, I said that. I just want to see if Adoskimir had a, because he did donate a four or 49 uh, super chat. I just want to see if he had a further question. Does not look like it. Okay. He was just saying thanks. Basically, all he said was for the question, thanks. Uh, no worries. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm just, he had a question above that. Hey, Adam, I had a few nights out crushing. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, his question was above his super chat. Normally, they come afterwards. So, Adoskami comes in with his super chat, $4.49, same. Hey, Adam, I've had a few nights out crushing it. But the past few weeks, I've let the fear get the better of me and I've been chode crystalline hard. How do you get out of a downward spiral? Question mark, question mark. Thanks. I love it. I love it that you're using my terminology, the chode crystal. <laughs> for those of you that don't know what a chode crystal is, just imagine five dudes that all go out for the intention of social dynamics and cold approach, yet they all just stand around in a little crystal just talking to each other all night. That's a chode crystal. Okay. No, 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 no vaginal activity can enter this crystal. No feminine activity can enter this crystal. It is locked in. So he says, you know, he's talking to me about he let the fear get the better of him and he just essentially just went with his lads, went with the bros and just resigned, gave up. How do you get out of a downward spiral? So the best way, my friend, to get out of a downward spiral is to take yourself out of the spiral, right? As uh, men, as uh, masculine beings, we're very logical and we like to bite down on our mouthpiece. When things get hard, we, th we get hard-headed. When things get hard, we get hard-headed, which is to say that, well, if I've, been out for two, if I've been out for two hours in this club and I've just been in the chode crystal and I haven't been able to meet any of these girls, well, instead of trying something different and taking myself out of that momentum, I'm just going to keep going harder. So what that looks like in the day specifically is that if you've been walking up and down for two hours and there's more, instead of taking yourself out of the scenario and the situation, breathing, resetting, recalibrating, you keep walking. You keep repeating the same actions that are leading to the same results. You bite down harder on your mouthpiece, which is, not, which is the worst thing you can do. You're just giving more momentum to it. Same thing at night. The worst thing you can do if you find yourself in the chode crystal at night is staying in the chode crystal. Yet, that's what all guys do. They just bite down harder on the mouthpiece. By continuing this momentum, Adoskimo, Adoskimo, I'm just going to call you Schemo because your name's too long. <laughs> I'll call you Schemo. By you staying in the Chode Crystal, that only furthers the momentum. So what about this? Let me give you some straight tactics here. What if tonight you go out and you notice that, oh, maybe... You go out, you say, hey, let's go outside, let's get this shit, let's work on our social dynamics. I've got, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that you watched last week's Q&A live stream 
and if you haven't, you need to, on the best practices for going out in the day at night as well. And so you know that you should have intent. You should have already set a start and end point for the night, both in macro and micro, which means that in macro, you know what you're doing tonight from start to finish, from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. You know exactly what the play is. That's macro. In micro, you know exactly what skill set you're working on tonight. So those things I'm assuming best practices you're doing. You should not be going out and with a let's see what happens mentality. So let's put that to the side. If you want to know about, more about that, go back to last week's live stream. So let's just say that maybe he had a bit of a rocky start. Maybe he had a bit of a shit day or maybe he got maybe he got clowned on. Maybe he got amogged on and, and actually broke. He submitted or he got inflamed and he lost his center. He's still learning. If he's asking this question, he's still learning. So he's not consciously competent yet. So, okay, that put him into the choke crystal. Whatever the reason, something put him into the choke crystal, either externally or internally, he broke down and decided that he wasn't strong enough tonight to maintain and stay on his micro tactics and stay on his micro goal set. So he decided to choke it up, get in that crystal. Well, okay, instead of you staying in the crystal, what I'm going to ask you to do is to separate from the crystal. The best thing you can do is to cut the momentum. The best way to stop a downward spiral is to take yourself out of the spiral. Now, you don't need to do any Herculean event. There's no Herculean effort required, my friend. All you need to do if you're in that bar, you're in that club, you're in that choke crystal, you all got your little, you shouldn't be drinking, but if you've got your little glasses of water and you're like, oh yeah, what, what about the IOIs? Is that girl looking at me? And you're all like, kind of talking about fucking theory. That's what your old show crystals do. You're just like talking theory and shit. Like, oh yeah. Like pretend, you just like dance around the fact that none of you are taking action. That's the show crystal. Instead of that, what you need to recognize is that, oh shit, I'm in the show crystal. Have the awareness to go that this is not working. What I'm currently doing is not working. So I need to stop what is not working, and reset. So what you're going to do, if you're in this bar, if you're in this club, is that you're going to go outside. Take yourself out. Say to the lads, listen, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in five minutes. I wouldn't recommend actually going to the bathroom because the bathroom in most bars and most clubs is pretty hectic. Like it's 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 girls and guys throwing up. It's guys almost getting into fights. It's uh, it's, it smells like terrible. It's shitty and literally shitty in there. So I would not recommend, it's not a good reset point. So what I'd recommend is that you say, hey, boys, well, I'm just, I'm taking a breather. I'll be back in five minutes. Take yourself out of the venue. You should have been stamped. So you shouldn't have to be worried about, uh, having to get back in, get your hand stamped. So if you haven't got your hand stamped already, get your hand stamped, go outside. If you have to go to a side street, just around the, around the block, uh, don't go too far though, but you know, just somewhere quieter, just out the front, outside the line where it's not too hectic and you're just going to breathe. And all I want you to do is breathe. Okay. I want you to take nice five deeply centered diaphragmatic breaths. Just reset. All I'm asking you to do here is reset. Cut the momentum of your chode crystal. It's the same in the day. Cut your momentum. What most guys do is that they bite down the mouthpiece and the choke crystal lasts all night because they do not they do not recognize that what they're currently doing is not working. So they literally act out the definition of insanity, repeating the same actions, expecting a different result. Insane. So no, we're going to actually change the action 
get ourselves outside, take a reset, take five deep breaths, and then we're going to go back to the action game plan. The reason why you entered the Chode Crystal is that you lost sight of your action game plan. The Chode Crystal does not exist if you are out there hustling. If you have the intent that tonight, oh, I'm in the active, the active pursuit of social dynamics. I have the active intent tonight, which means that the only time I should not be in an interaction is when I'm on the way to another interaction. The only time, if you're out there, if listen, if all those are listening, go out tonight. The only time that if you've said, I'm going out tonight to go out and further my social dynamics, to go out and hustle, I'm taking the active intent. So that means there is no, there is no chill. There is no, this is not a passive night. This is not a, a just drink, just frosting it up with the lads. This is not having a few gold ones at the bar of the lads. No, this is a active hustle night. You choose. Schemo, because you're doing that super chat, going di- diving deep on you. You fucking choose. There is no let's see what happens. There is no I'll decide when I get there. No, before you leave your house, you decide. Is tonight a chill night or is tonight a hustle night? Is it Patrick Starfish, passive intent, or is it SpongeBob SquarePants fucking hustle mode? What's it going to be? You make your decision. And once you make that decision, the game plan will then lay itself out. Because then it's no longer a Cho Crystal. If you're in Patrick Starfish chill mode. If you're in Patrick Starfish chill mode, then it's not a Cho Crystal. Because you had no dreams. You had no plan. You had no expectation of going out tonight to further your social dynamics. And you had no pressure to be speaking to random attractive women. And random attractive people in general. So you can just relax. You can just fap about with the lads. You can do whatever you want. You can take an hour and talk to these German tourists and not worry about the dime piece in the corner that's been literally screaming out to the rest of the bar. Approach me. Someone approach me because no one's been willing to because all these Mr. Nice guys are too fucking scared. Right? So you've seen that girl. But there was no pressure to go speak to her. Because that wasn't the night. You were on that Patrick Starfish and chill. Or for those of you that know my skydiving at night, the way to go out at night, right? You were on that, you're on the uh, you're on the passive, you're on that scenic route. You're on that scenic route. You're just taking it all in. But however, Mr. Schemo, if you go out tonight and you say to me, hey, I'm going out with that active intent, the active route up, not the scenic route, the active route, getting to altitude so I can work on skill sets, so I can work on my social dynamics, so I can learn what it means to study the dance between masculine and feminine energy. If you're telling me that's what you're getting into tonight, then the chode crystal does not exist because you should have an active game plan, which means that, okay, here's the start point, eight to nine, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I went through all of that in social Q&A in the last one, number nine. So dive into that for more of those tactics. But basically, because otherwise we're going to go for an hour. Basically, all I'm saying to you here is that you need to know exactly when your night starts and ends, what time, what the intent for the night is. What are you working on? How many interactions do you need to complete before this night's over, before you're even allowed to go home? And then execute. So when you get out there... now. You don't put that on your friends. You don't put that on the on the other lads. Let them crystal it up if they want to crystal it up. 
But when you see them crystalline up, you shouldn't even have time. You should not even have time to understand or process. Like, oh, why are you guys into crystal? Why are you guys into crystal? Like, you don't even have time for that because you should be in an interaction yourself. The only time you should not be engaging a random attractive being when you are out tonight is when you are on the way to speaking to another random attractive being. The only time I'm not speaking to someone is when I'm on the way to speaking to someone else. That's the mindset here. Otherwise, why are you fucking out? Feel me? Feel me. So, the downward spiral to your question there. Cut the momentum of the downward spiral. Take five deep breaths. Get back in. Realign to your action set. Realign to the action game plan. Get back out there and hustle and execute. Okay? The, the, the trode crystal should never exist. It's either a chill night with my lads in which that it doesn't matter or I'm out there hustling. Decide. Okay? So, Schemo do, donated that $4.49 super chat, which I'm so grateful for. Hontoni arigatou gozaimashita. And that goes straight to the channel. So, my friends, what I'm going to do right now, how much time we got? Uh, about 20 minutes. We've got about 20 minutes. A little bit under. So I'm going to get as many questions as I can in. And uh, yeah, for sure. Let's go. So, as always, to not mess up, I'm going to go back up to the top of the feed to catch any questions that were before that super chat. And uh, yes, I hope all of you are doing very well. If you guys are enjoying this content, please drop me a feedback and a comment down below. Drop me a thumbs up on this YouTube video. It really helps me out. Helps out the feed, gets it sent out to the rest of the stream. Helps our YouTube recommend it to more people as well. And uh, also, don't forget to sign up to that Bullsip email, weekly email newsletter. It's free. Quick sip of social dynamics and the cool shit I'm exploring this week. Uh, going out 3.20 p.m. today, you will miss it. If you do not sign up at bordoja.com, drop your email in, check your inbox for the confirmation email. Also, uh, for some reason, for some people, it might enter your promotions label in Gmail. So if you think you haven't got it, just enter, just go to promotions and it might be in there. So anyways, getting back to these questions. Okay, so going back up. So yeah, not to, today adventures, love from Nash. I wonder if that was Jorge. Uh, Mr. McCaw or McCaw77 says, hey, Adam, what's up? Hope you're doing, my friend. Hope you're doing well, my friend. He was the uh, he was the context for last week's Q&A. Good to see you here, man. Uh, Shakai, Shakai Shafi. Shafi goes, yes, let's go. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Love that energy. Uh, Ray Singh comes in with a question saying, oh, here we go. Good question. He goes, Adam. Have you ever been punched or fought in a club, specifically for more aggressive AMOGs who get right up in your face? Let's go. Let's go, Ray. Yes. I'm so glad you asked this question. I'm so glad you asked this question because I, we, we, we went for 50 straight mins on, on, the, on how to deal with AMOGs slash clowns. And we didn't get a lot of time to speak about the physical altercations. I wrapped it up with the One Piece reference. Episode 4 of One Piece. Now, episode, now One Piece is currently at episode 905. So just go back to episode not 4. I'm not saying you have to watch 900 episodes to get this reference. Go back to episode 4. This is why I love this, because now I can dive in on it for you, Ray. Which is that in episode 4, that's all you'll ever need to know about how to handle an aggressive situation. 
The principles you'll learn at six minutes there on how Shanks handles the bandit who walks in and spills the beer bottle, crushes the beer bottle, and right, and Luffy gets so upset. Little baby Luffy gets so upset because he's like, he's like, why didn't you guys stand up? Why didn't you guys be men about it? And why didn't what the fuck was that? Was it on the timer or something? You know, and and basically what Shanks said was that listen, all this guy did was spill a bottle of beer. It wasn't worth it. And they all start laughing and they laugh it off. Now, keep watching. It's keep watching the episode because you see when they do eventually stand up and you see when the, the actual alpha masculine beings will stand up to protect their friends that are about to be hurt. But that in that little episode right there, episode four, One Piece, watch it in sub as well. Or well, okay, if you don't watch sub, if you don't if you don't into anime, I might give you a pass and let you watch it in dub with the English voices just so you can relate a little bit more. But for those of you that want to watch anime properly, watch it in sub. But to Ray's question here, uh, have I ever been punched in a club? No. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. This is, uh, man, this so, I want to go, there's so many ways that my mind goes with this right now. So there was a night game story I wanted to talk about before of one of my favorite, my all-time favorite AMOG stories, but I didn't talk about it before because I decided to give you guys the story of my client in the day, and that was really powerful, that one. So now I can. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go on this, but I will just say really quickly here for you, Ray, that no, I've never personally been punched, but I have been in several getting into a fight scenarios that through my social savviness did not turn into fights, but very well could have. Uh, very well could have. So here we go. The reason why I I have to be careful with this is because I'm not going to mention the city. I'm not even going to mention, I'm not going to mention the guy's name. I'm not going to mention the city because he's, he's a public fit, something of a public figure now. He's not like huge mainstream. He does have a small public presence though, in which that some guys would know if he watches my content. If you guys watch my content as well. Uh, so I'm not even going to say the country. Let's say that. I'm not even going to say the country because it was a long time ago. And I hope that he's evolved since this. And I hold no ill will towards him. I, I wish the absolute best for him. And, you know, listen, we, it was, he, was, he was a younger guy at that time. And he made a tremendous mistake. And I hope that he learned from it. And I, don't, I would not hold it against him now. Like if I... If I bumped into this guy in the street now, I would not treat him any differently because of it. It's been many years. And I have spoken about this before. I did an entire video on it as well. I'm not going to reference the video because I want to I wanna let it die down. I want to, I will not die down. I, I want him to save face. But the reason why is that there was a bit of a blow up in the community about this because he lost a lot of face through it. And uh, at the time anyway, and but it's been a bit of time now, you know, statue of limitations type thing. So, so let me paint it out for you. And some of you OGs will know this story, but for those of you that don't, this was the most aggressive form of amogging clowning I ever experienced to this day. Well, yeah, yeah, it's border equal first with a couple other small ones I might talk about later. But okay, so this is the play. I was coaching a night game boot camp. I'm not going to say the city. I'm not going to say 
I'm not even. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you because there's too many de- other details that would allude to who it is that I'm talking about. So I'm just going to say I'm. I was coaching a night game boot camp, and it was about 9 p.m. So we. So to give you guys the play, when I do night game boot camps, we do a one hour seminar at the beginning, which is actually very tactical anyway. It's just the. It's just the full play of okay, how we're going to run the night. Start and set point from uh, start and end point, set points, macro, some little micro things, little few micro tactics to get you going, and then we're out. No more than an hour, and it's very uh, demonstrative and it's very hands-on. Uh, I've, I've often released a lot of the footage from them as well. Uh, it's, more, it's more like a workshop. It's more than seminar. And so, so that's, that's 8 to 9 p.m. 9 p.m., my client and I... Uh, I need to give you this guy's detail, but I'm not going to mention that. So the other part of his detail was that I had an assistant instructor at the time and he took the other client. So those two went off and I went with mine. And so we started at this club. I'm not going to mention the club's name. I just have to be careful. I have to keep reminding myself this. I'm sorry if it's kind of interjects the story, but I really have to be careful with it. We start off at a club and it's in the city that we're in. It's known as a, as I mentioned before in Melbourne, ABCs, which is known as a bit of a cold approach grounds. It's a cold approach grounds. It's a bit of a loose goose grounds. It's where you get your beak wet at the beginning of the night for guys that are learning cold approach. This was the same type of venue, just in a different city. And uh, yes, that's all I'm going to say. So we go to this venue. And it's where I always start. It's like a, it's, it's, it's an OG kind of place. And so I take my client there. It's beginning of the night. It's like 9 p.m. As we always know, on the dance floor, beginning of the night, there's always a few girls that are relatively sober. Not, they're not too loose yet. And what's good about this is that you just get your loose, your goose loose, right? When you go out early and you just get into anyway. I always take my clients straight into the venue as early as possible, not only to get our hand stamped, uh, so that helps, and you also get to know the uh, who's working that night. You get to know the barman, you get to know the uh, the doormen and the door girls, and that's always good. You can create some establish some relationships there, and helps out later on in the night, especially when you're bringing girls into the same venue, like cycling girls through. Helps out if you can have relationships with those people. Anyways, so you make those relationships, but it's more about the girls on the dance floor. And what this is, is that to help my clients, like, oh, well, instead of like overwhelming him and spending three hours in a seminar room from eight to 11, and then at 11 p.m. at the height when things are getting fucking crazy, and then dropping him into the most intense environment, no, I'll, I'll baby step him through it. So I baby step him through it. We get into a quiet dance floor, a few girls there, we go, we speak to these girls. Okay, two Aussie girls, two Aussie girls. Now, I said before in one of the Q&As that I'm not really into Aussie girls, but I said that in generalities. It, it depends on the girl, obviously, and there are some Aussie girls that will light me up, but they've got to have something a little bit different about them, though. I'm not into your typical netball-playing Australian girl, typically, but anyways, just imagine uh, two, uh, one, one, one uh, brunette and one blonde. The brunette was the one I was really into. My client and I, we approached them. They're sisters, okay? They're relatively, they're not, they're not too drunk yet. You know, they're a little tipsy, but, you know, they're still with it. We have a good conversation. Uh, we end up number closing them and we move on. This is part of the beginning of the night, which is that we're just, number, we're just getting numbers. We're just getting logistics together 
And we're just having short interactions. We're not trying to dive on anyone in particular. So uh, I had a really good connection with this girl though. And my client had a really good connection with the sister. And so like, well, I, I worked out with them. Like, where are you guys? What are you guys doing tonight? And they decided that they were going to be there all night because they were catching up with some other girlfriends later. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll catch you guys later because we've got to keep moving. Get their digits. That's cool. Keep moving. That was at 9 p.m. We come back. We actually leave the venue several times, go up and down the mall, do some gutter games, so to speak, go into some different venues, uh, meet up with my assistant and his uh, client and well, the other client. Find ourselves back at this venue. Now, the reason I had to be like, what has this got to do with the most intense amorgic story of your life? All of that context is going to matter in a second. So, get back into the venue here. At this stage, it's 11, 11.30, I'd say, pumping. So, it's no longer that quiet an environment. Uh, there's a big lineup to get back in. Skipped it. Already had our hand stamped. Yeah. Get in. All right. Now everything's crazy. Now everything is loud. Now people are really pinging off. But my client's warmed up. We're handling it well. I'm leading him through his interactions. We'll be going off through different interactions. There's this venue with several levels and has an outdoor bar area. We go through the first level. We go up one level. Now on the second level, it's there's a dance floor, but there's also a bit of a foyer-ish area where it's it's dark. It's dark, but there's space. You can't have conversations. It's very loud. It's still a lot of, it's very dark, but it's like on the waves of a dance floor, I guess you could call it. Pretty open though. And I bump into the girl from the beginning of the night. Now, at the beginning of the night, we had a great interaction and we exchanged digits, but it was nothing spectacular. It's not like it's not like I was ready to pull her then and then, you know, it was just a good, good interaction. She's with this guy. Okay. I walk through. My client is like maybe like a step behind me in front of me to my far left. As I'm walking through to my far left, I see that girl. Now, I didn't notice the guy at the time. It's very dark. All I saw was the girl that I'd seen at the beginning of the night. So all I saw, all I do is I would naturally do with anyone that I've seen that night is that I just say, hey, I'm like, yo, what's up? I just say, hey, I shout out. And then she is, let's say if on a scale, on a frequency, we talk about frequency. Let's say when I met her at the beginning of the night, she was operating, operating on 91.9. She's been elevated to a 250.5 now. She's on that 250.5. She is lit. Like her eyes are off the chain pinged. She is she is straight Sailor Moon in me. Her energy is intense. She is very, very loose. She is not drunk, but just loose of energy. She's been having a good night. And it's very dark. And so all I did was when I made eye contact with her, so I'm going to like, for the camera here, just for the camera's sake, I'm just like walking through and I see her to my left. I'm like, yo, what's good? We make eye contact. And just because I have been speaking to the last, I've probably spoken to a hundred people at this point before her over the last two hours of my client, right? So I'm feeling good. My, my 50's on point and all it took was a little bit of strong eye contact with her and she got pulled into me. Now, I didn't see the guy that she was with. I didn't see that there was a guy there. It's pretty dark as well, but really I was just focused on her. I'm in that loose goose mode. My goose is loose. 
in which that I'm not thinking about all these extraneous variables. I just see a girl that I like, that a girl that I saw before in the night. I see her in the eyes. I'm like, hey, what's good? She comes over to me, okay? From the moment she comes over to me, arms around the back of my neck, my arms around her hip, I start making out of her. Within, not even within seconds, literally upon contact, straight make out of this girl. And uh, by the way, this girl is not like, she's not an average girl either. She's a very attractive girl. And this is, this is not shocking to me. This is kind of normal. If you establish an interaction with a girl at the beginning of the night, and then you reconvene later, and you have not only, not just the reconvened, but what were you doing in that time? Were you cho-crystalling, schemo, schemo? Were you cho-crystalling that time? Or were you fucking hostily speaking to many other girls and guys, and then you reconvene, so you're elevated as well. Your frequency is elevated. You happen to meet her. She's on 250.5. You're on 250.5. Boom. And so the moment she comes in, hands around the back of my neck, my arms around her hips, start making out. Now, like I said before, I didn't see the guy behind her. If I had seen the guy there and they were in an interaction, because note, key part of the story, I did not go up to her and pull her off of him. No, so there's no clown in here. I was not clowning him. I was not amogging him. I didn't even know he was there. Okay, so she came up to me. His makeout's there, and he's very passionate. It's like intense. All of a sudden, I feel so. She's here in front of me. My arms around her hips. Her hands are around the back of my neck. All of a sudden, I feel this pressure, like pulling pressure. Like why is this girl getting pulled away from me? Type pressure. And what it was, was the guy from behind her was pulling her off of me. Physically, he physically put her arms, his arms around her. And remember, my arms around her waist. So like, I feel the pressure. And then I'm like, what's this pressure? I kind of move my hands up her hips. I'm like, oh shit, there's other arms here. There's other hands here. Like whose hands are these? Now, I don't know it's a guy until I feel real pressure. I thought maybe it's... I've, Potentially, it could have been her other girlfriend, her sister. But there's a, you can kind of tell with the pressure. And then all of a sudden, she gets pulled off. Like, she, we start we stop making out, and, like, we stop making out. Like, I pull back, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I look to the side, and, like, there's a guy there. And he's trying to physically pull her off. Now, this is what's very interesting, Ray. She doesn't let go of me. She doesn't let go. So while her hands are still around the back of my neck, you can imagine how awkward this is. She doesn't let go of me. But I find this very peculiar. I find this very perplexing. Why is there a dude who I don't know? Okay. Okay, so at this stage, I do know, but I don't know. So this is where I can't. This is where the story gets a little bit squirrely because I can't mention the names. I can't mention this. Basically, so I know. Well, I didn't know when he came up. I didn't know until I looked. I stopped making out with this girl, and I had looked around the side like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I realized who it is. I guess that doesn't really matter as much to the to the story. It doesn't change my actions. I would have done the same thing, 
But let's say at this stage, for your guys' knowledge, I now know, I know this guy. And he knows who I am. However, he's not all with it. I think he maybe had a few drinks. I think he maybe had a few drinks. I will give him that benefit of the doubt. I can't say for sure. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though, because just because he seemed in a bit, little bit of a silly mode. He seemed a bit silly. But I don't really know. So anyways, progression of the story. I'm not comfortable with this. I, I don't understand what's happening here. And I don't want to be in this weird three-way, this girl's trying to make out with me, but there's a guy behind her trying to pull her off of me scenario. Like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. Like, it's just fucking weird. Also, note, my client is standing off the side watching this going down. It's very dark, but he's getting, he's like, what? He's like, what the? yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware that I'm here coaching with my client as well. So I take the, the girl, their girl's hands off of me. I break it up and I just step back and I say, what, what's going on? I say, I remember I scream because it's loud. I scream into the girls like, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Because otherwise this is not cool. This is not normal. And we're going to have to step this up. But then all of a sudden, she turns around and he, without even like a chance, without even a chance for her to try and like uh, explain the situation, he picks her up like double leg, like not double, okay, bear hug, not a double leg, not under her legs, but like a bear hug, picks her up and throws her over his shoulder, throws her over her shoulder, turns around and walks in the other direction. And what do you think I did? I remember in the podcast that I told this about, what do you think I did? Do I chase after him? Do I try and get my girl back? Because I, do I, do I try, do I get inflamed as I talked about at the beginning of this podcast? Do I react in inflammation and to try and prove my dominance and my alphanism because my client's watching and try and take her back off of him in this fight? Do I get into a fight? No, of course not. Of course not. Okay, do I submit in which that I now just play along like a puppy dog and I just follow along? I just follow them over to the edge of the corner and just, you know, and try and have a nice interaction with them and you know, try and get back in the conversation. And like, no, no. He who cares less wins. I let it go. Episode four of One Piece. It's not worth it. Six minutes in is not worth it. A true alpha masculine being does not need to tear someone else down to try and prove his worth. At the same time, would never submit and try and break his frame just to get the scraps. No, he's good. He's good. So I look at this and I go, well, that was weird. That was very weird. I remember my feeling going, that was a bit weird. So I go back to my client and I'm like, let's keep going. Oh, next girls. I literally grab him and he comes back to me. He's like, he screams at me. He's like, what the fuck was that, Adam? What was that? He's like kind of mind blown. And I'm like, doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Next girls. Next girls. We approach the next girls. They were actually really cool. And I'm, and I tell these girls, I'm like, hey, let's go out. And we go out to the outdoor area. We have a great interaction. We go back out to the outdoor area. So we're back in. Now, you guys might think that's the end of the story. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the end. That's why this is the greatest one of the all. So some of you might be thinking like, but Adam, why wouldn't you try and get that girl back? Well, actually, I kind of explained it before. But it's because you've, when you're in that full state of abundance of like, oh, next girls. Oh, well, I don't care. Oh, I don't care. It's like, 
if this guy wants to go to such extremes to try and prove his alpha dominance, let him, let him do it. Doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't, it doesn't reflect anything on me. I really don't care. And this is where this gets proven. So, later on the night, fast forward, let's say 30, not that much later, probably about 30, 40 minutes later, third level of this venue, up, up one. My client and I have been speaking to a lot of different people. He's been getting into a few different girls. It's been good. We go up to the, the third level. On the third level, there is a balcony, outdoor balcony. Well, where is there? Is there such thing as an indoor balcony? <laughs> God, I don't, know, I don't know why I said that. A, a balcony, okay. And so I step out and the balconies, uh, there's a lot of people out there, but I happen to notice that, oh, my girl's there. Well, the girl that I saw before, right? And she's just with her sister. The guy is nowhere to be seen. The guy who uh, attempted to that uh, a very cavemanish display, uh, he's nowhere to be seen. I see that girl. And she's with her sister. She's dropped down from frequency 250.5 to maybe, let's say, 190, 200. She's still lit, but she's not as intensely lit. And the moment I see Ankh, I make eye contact with her. I'm like, I'm like, straight to her. She's there on the balcony with her sister. And I'm like, oh, and my client comes in. Oh, you're, that, you're the girl from before. You're the girl from before. And she's like, yeah, we're sisters. I'm like, oh, thanks for taking care of... Uh, Whatever her name was, I think it was Catherine. Actually, should I have said that? <laughs> I think I'll call her. I'll call her, I'll call her C anyway. For my girl anyway, and I'm like, oh, thanks for taking care of my girl. And uh, and at this point, I'm like, because we've had two interactions before this, I don't waste any time. I'm just like, my client. I kind of just like indicate. You just talk to her. You talk to her sister. I'm gonna take my girl over to the side because that me and this girl have a huge connection at this point. I just take her by the hand. I just lead her three feet to the left. Okay. I interject my body. So her sister and my client are behind me. I'm here. She's in front of me. We have pure isolation here. And it was fucking beautiful. It's one of the greatest interactions at this point where we're leaning on the side of the balcony. We're looking down on the road and this is a main strip. So there's all these like yahooing crazy people going by. The lights are there. The cars the sports cars going up and down, and yet none of that matters. And I'm just literally there with her, and I'm just not saying shit. I'm just I'm leaning on the side of the balcony. She's there, like, like we're a little bit. You're, the camera's a bit far away from me. Just imagine the mic is her. We're like we're so close to each other that we're basically touching lips, but we're not, and we're not really saying much. Not like a word might squeak out. But we're really just intensely looking into each other in the eyes, right? We're just deeply, deeply lost in each other's eyes. And every now and again, she might like try and say something like, so like, you know, what do you do with yourself? And you know, like after like 30 seconds of silence and I'll be like, doesn't matter. And we just kiss and we'll just kiss her and we just make out and she'll like laugh like while we're making out and then I'll break, then we'll break it up. And we just stare at each other. And we just stare at each other. I can still see it to this day. These things burn in your memory. And then and then that's it. And then this could this could have gone on when I say gone on all night, this girl and basically what happens when you guys reach this stage, I'm gonna give you some final tactics here. Cause we've gone well over time here, which is that but Ray asked such a good question. 
which is that, and this is the final point, that this is when a girl is ready to be pulled. This is when a girl wants you to take her. When a girl is is just there, lost in you, lost in her eyes, making out of you at will, she's completely loose, you've read this stage of her body language, she's a completely let go, fully comfortable, it's like, just take her. Take, just, hey, listen, you don't need any elaborate... You don't need any elaborate uh, excuses here. She's there over her sister. So this is where we dive into the final stage of skydiving at night. Where we're coming into land. Where I'm going to say to her, listen. What, and I do say to her, like, listen, what's your plans for the rest of tonight? Oh, my sister and I were planning on going back here. So what I would have done at that stage, the reason why I don't pull this girl is because, of course, I'm coaching. Of course, I've got, the, I've got another four hours of coaching to do with my client. So we ended up, we already got her digits anyway, but I cemented the seed for the day two. So we meet up again later on, like later in the week. But to play it out there, all I would have done is that I would have just turned around and I would have said to, I would have said to her sister, hey, and to my client right there, which is that, yo, listen, let's all go down, kebabby time. Let's go. We go down, we get a kebab, which we had done with some other girls earlier in the night, actually. But, you know, we would have taken progressive to the very next step. Let's go out, let's get some food. From the food, let's go back to either their place or our place. Done. Deal. Good night. However, I've got another four hours. This is not that late, late in the night at all. My client has much more to learn. So we don't do that. But anyways, painting it back up here, Ray, which is that, uh, look what happened there. Look what happened. Through my indifference, through my not needing to care, I don't need this. I don't need this girl. Let let this cavemanish clown, a moggish guy, come in and take the, pick this girl up to the point she was she didn't want to be taken away. I still viscerally remember her holding onto my neck as he was trying to pull her away. I was the one who had to who had to take her hands off to say this is weird. Like what are we doing here? And I just let her and like that indifference. It doesn't matter. Come back up later in the night. And we reconnect with something so much more powerful. One of the greatest interactions I've ever had with a girl, really. Incredible. So, anyways, the reason why I want to paint, that was the story I want to talk about. And that very easily could have turned into a fight. I didn't learn it to let it turn into a fight. There have been other times at night where I've literally been grabbed from behind by guys while I've been talking to girls. So the reverse, where they grab me. We're literally being bear hugged from behind. Guys try and fill me up. Guys try and uh, guys that try and step in and say, "Oh, listen, this is my girlfriend. This, what are you doing here?" All the time. Yeah, this will happen at night. This shit happens at night. Go, go to episode four of One Piece. I literally learned how to handle those situations from that episode, which is that it's not worth it. It is not worth it to get into a fight and a physical altercation. So what I do with that, barring them actually physically in starting a fight. But that's why I've never gotten into a fight at night is because I don't really let it get to the actual fight I, because I give them nothing. I give them nothing. When the guy comes up behind me and grabs me, I, do, I, do, I don't try and turn around and crack him. I don't do that. It happened many times. The guys will grab you from behind at night. All right. They'll grab you. Okay. Okay. Grab me. That's okay. I'll be like, okay. Give them no oxygen. They will stop eventually. If he tries to put me in a rear naked choke, that's a different story. Then I will break the hands. Then I will, will step it up. But it's, it's never got to that stage because I don't, I don't light that fire. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. I will move. It's happened a lot of times where boyfriends, where I've been talking to a girl, 
The boyfriend's been in the venue. I didn't know. I'm talking to his girl. Boyfriend comes in and uh, he puts his hands on me and tries to shove me to the side. Am I going to shove him back? No. It's not worth it. Next girl. Next girl, okay? Or I'll come back to that girl later in the night when her boyfriend is on the floor because he got into a fight with someone else. That has happened before. That has happened before where the boyfriend has been paddywagoned out of there because he got into a fight with someone else. He was just looking to get triggered that night. But it was never going to be with me. My friends, we have been going for like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> but Ray asked... Uh, a great question that which is a question that I really want to get into but I didn't want to I didn't have a lot of time to get into so there is a lot of other questions but I do need to peace out that's actually the power of the super chat um, so my friends I thank you all for your uh, for your questions here and what I'll say is that I'm gonna just dive into the feed and just get and just shout out to some of you guys that dropped your questions um, come back next week We'll be doing this again next week, same time next week. Drop your questions in, and actually, I might even take if one of your guys' questions here is good, I might make it the theme for next next week as well. But I just want to address some people. I really thank you for that question, Bray. It was a great question. So, uh, not to mention, not today. Adventure says yes, Sensei. Finally caught the live stream, but only for a bit. Uh, on my way to a soccer match. Can't wait for the upload tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah, no worries, bro. Ah, oh, Jorge, nice. Um, Shikard says. Well, what do you think about grading Amogers at their own energy? Just acting like what he's doing is normal. Um, go, Shikar, just go back to the beginning of the this. You, I explained all that. Um, I addressed Adoskimi's question there. I just want to say, I just want to acknowledge some of you guys. I'm not going to answer any more questions because we are far too deep in this Q and A. I'm already late for the next thing I want to, I need to do. So, um, yeah, some questions there. Some back and forth between you guys. Even better, just be your own true alpha masculine 24-7. Yeah, for sure. Um, Romario McLaren says, this episode was good. Nice example. Thanks, Romario. Um, <laughs> Shakat says, Shanks is literally Adam. Hey, man, I learned from him. Anime is no joke. When you find when you find a, a character or a storyline that you can actually learn from, that's why it's in my resources of wisdom. That's why One Piece is in my resources of wisdom. For sure, I've learned a lot from that. Same as Dragon Ball Z, for sure. It's just how my mind works. Um, racing, yeah, I had SpongeBob memes open another tab, but I made a reference to the show. Adam is the mind reader. Shout out to you, Ray. Shout out to you. I love you. Good work. I love your work, Ray. Um, Verdan says, yo, I'm going out solo tonight for the first time. Any tips? My bruh, go back to the last week's social Q&A. It's literally on how to go out solo for the first time, newbie, day or night. Go back and watch it. It's literally for you. Uh, Jake A has a question here, which I'm not going to get into today because we've got to go now. But he did say, Adam, how do I become half or even close to the man you are today? The steps you had to do, the books you had to read, what should I do to become the best man I can to my potential? Uh, nice smack said 30-day challenge. Jake A says, I mean, not only in women, I mean socially in general, in my personal life towards goals. Jake Jake, I love this because I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning scribbling notes on a new video that's coming out. That is literally going to address your question here. So just keep a, keep an eye. I could I could do this in a social Q&A. I could do it next week. I would like to, but I'm not because I'm going to do a bit of a, something a bit different. 
there will be a video coming out on the channel addressing this idea of what it means to be a man. So I thank you for that question. I thank all of you that uh, dropped in on this social Q&A. Thank you for the super chat. Adoskimo, uh, Skimo, I really appreciate it. That donation. And uh... oh, by the way, I, was, I just realized that I kept saying $4.99. It was actually $2.99. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's amazing. So my friends, if you enjoyed this content, please drop a thumbs up down below. Please drop me a comment, feedback. Hit me up on the gram at Uitang1. If you listen to us on the podcast, Bottledger Podcast, uh, you know, sign me that feedback. And also, the final thing I'll say, if you want to get in on that bowl sip weekly email newsletter, just hit it up on bottledger.com. It's free. Hit your email down below and you get today's edition. You better sign up before 3.20 p.m. It's about five hours away. And you get this week's uh, edition. So that being said, what an incredible live stream. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys same time next week. Oh my gosh. What a session. What an absolute session. And with that being said, wish you guys all the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one just on youtube at the bowl every friday at least for the foreseeable future we will be doing this at 10 a.m australian central standard time which is adelaide time converted to your city of course now just before you go as well don't forget the bowl sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive if you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit i'm exploring before your weekend dive just head to bowldoja.com drop your email in there'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox hit yes on that and uh, you receive the very next tip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30 day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your dating life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at all that. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through bulldozer.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy.